0: This is MPN.
1: Welcome to Movie Matchup. I'm Casey. And I'm Grace, a podcast where we talk in depth about two movies with a common theme, some trivia, and menu items you can enjoy while having your movie marathon. Grace, what is this week's theme? This week's theme is Christmas Invasion. Yay! (laughs) And our first movie that we're going to talk about today is Home Alone from 1990. This movie is currently on Disney+, Plus. if you want to watch it. And the Rotten Tomatoes plot is when bratty 8-year-old Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, acts out the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother, Catherine O'Hara, makes him sleep in the attic. After the McAllister's mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family has come true. But his excitement sours when he realizes that two conmen, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he alone must protect the family home.
0: And our second movie is 3615 Code Père Noël also known as Deadly Games, also known as Dial Code Santa Claus, also known as Game Over, and also known as Hide and Freak. <laughs> uh, from 1989. Uh, and it is currently streaming on Shutter. Uh, Thomas de Fremont, a child prodigy obsessed with tinkering and action films, lives in a secluded mansion with his widowed mother, Julie, his diabetic and partially blind grandfather, Poppy, and his pet dog, Jr. On Christmas Eve, Thomas uses the Minitel to try and communicate with Santa Claus and unknowingly makes contact with a local derelict who is using a public terminal. When the deranged man steals a Santa costume, breaks into Thomas's house, and kills his dog, it's up to Thomas to protect not just himself but his vulnerable grandfather using his wits and the many eccentricities of the high tech castle he lives in. <laughs>
1: Yep, that sounds that sounds right. I feel like you can definitely tell that that film is foreign.
0: Yes. Um, okay, uh, things in common. Yeah, so we chose these two movies because, well, actually, I'm going to be calling it Deadly Games just for the rest of the, the time because it has too many different titles, this French movie. Um, it came out in a, a year before home alone did mm-hmm. and a lot of people have sort of wondered whether or not it was an influence on home alone because of the similar circumstances of the kid who is alone when a criminal breaks into the house and it sort of uh, uses different booby traps and his wits in order to uh fight them off basically <laughs> yes um, well, we'll get into the whether or not there is any validity to the claim that uh, <laughs> that Home Alone was based on this movie. Okay, but uh, yes, let's look at the similarities okay. between them. But yes, both children, children dealing
1: with home invasion and very smart children doing yes. that. Um, also, uh, situations of men that are supposed to symbolize safety, like a police officer in a rich white neighborhood mm. at Christmas time the whole idea is that he doesn't set alarm bells off, that all the kids, like, walk past him. Like, nobody cares that he's there, you know. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be safety. And then, obviously, the <laughs> idea of Santa, even though he is not real, but the idea of Santa coming into your home, this person coming into your home, is supposed to be a welcome thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, the greatest day to
0: kids. <laughs> it's like, he is going to bring me presents. Um, yeah, It's a, it's a very... Uh, traumatizing thing for <laughs> for probably both kids um but one of one of the movies treats it in a more serious manner and the other one yes, not. yes. one of them treats it as it would actually be right and the other one is a family film <laughs> um yeah both kids are sort of uh Pretty smart and 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 resourceful, I guess. Uh, and you know, we watch them sort of set up these like elaborate like schemes in order to outsmart these these criminals that they're going up against. Let's talk about the houses, because <laughs> okay, let's talk about the houses. Great set for these, <laughs> because like Home Alone is. I, I feel like everybody knows like that house was huge, and people watch it now as it adult, as adults, and they're like, what did they what did his his parents do for a living that they were able to afford this giant mansion sending like their whole family to france for christmas and then buying tickets back like right away um but then you can watch deadly games and like that that house has nothing on this. He lives in a castle. <laughs> yeah. It's a castle where, like, the,
1: the doors and windows actually drop down. Yeah. There's a maze inside of it that There's the a overhead maze. shot has, like,
0: a face. Yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, art gallery. There's a gym with a full sauna. There's a, like secret passage filled with like lost toys (laughs) yes so like sort of a magical room
1: where his entire family like his father's christmas toys and stuff are all in this
0: room yes his father's and his father's father's and so you get the sense that this castle i guess has been in their family for a long time yeah um clearly on his father's side even though his mother uh is you know doing well for herself i guess she's like some sort of manager of essentially the french macy's yeah um so, you know, she's kind of a big deal. But uh, I guess she inherited the the house probably from his father, who's passed.
1: Even the decorations are weird inside. Yeah. Of it. Like, okay, <laughs> all
0: right, it's a castle, so you're going to have this, like, knight's...
1: Um, why can't... I just want to call it armor, but that's not what it... it yeah, it is. It, so. the, yeah, like, the, you know, how you have that displayed, I feel like, <laughs> places. Not anywhere that we would see, but, you know, uh, on screen. And then there's also, like, a creepy, like... Santa figure next to right. Peter Pan as well.
0: It's there like there's no reason for that really to be there aside from it, you know representing the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like here is uh, some weird statues that we're just going to show because this is what's happening in the movie right now. Yes. Does it make sense for this to be in the movie? No, but does it make sense for there to be an art gallery and a <laughs> like <laughs> A giant secret passage full of lost toys in this castle? No, not really. You know what else doesn't make sense? So they hate, okay. So
1: fake Santa, crazy yeah. Santa, walks through hanging laundry that is indoors, <laughs> but like clotheslines to a refrigerator door that goes to this like secret magical room where the toys are. And it's right. just like, that's insane already. We have hanging laundry
0: to a refrigerator that goes to a secret room. Yeah. In this castle. Yeah. Sure. I mean, maybe, I don't know, we're not French, so maybe this is more common in Europe. <laughs> sure. Sure. Let us know. Let yeah. us
1: know if in your home you have indoor hanging laundry that lead to a refrigerator door that
0: is really a door to another room. Also, do you have a trap door in the oh. floor with a net to catch your dog when you're playing? <laughs> Never seen that before. So, yeah. Uh, also, but on the outside,
1: beautiful snowy castle.
0: Yes. Just a gorgeous castle, with the Falling snow. Um, um we have uh, moments in both these movies with, that I called like the suit up moment for the kids, which is like a very sort of standard action movie beat. I feel like where yes. they're like getting all their gear together, and they're like, "All right, now I mean business, and I'm going to defend my house." And you know, um, it plays pretty similarly in both movies, uh-huh. despite the the different tone. I th- I feel like yes, like. I guess Home Alone is sort of action comedy, whereas uh, Deadly Games is action thriller slash action horror. But the action parts kind of line up really well. Also, in Deadly Games, him getting ready, I feel like, is comedy. That it's just yeah.
1: like he's all like sweaty, but he's just a child's body. <laughs> and then like putting the paint on his face. Yeah, so he has got like... like
0: this Rambo look going yes, on. Yeah, <laughs> the so one moment of comedy that's in it.
1: Oh, I'm going to get back to the Home Alone house, though, really quick. So okay, I'm gonna talk yeah. about the Home Alone house. So, the Home Alone house. It's not a real house. The outside of the house is real. The inside was built inside of like a high school gym. Okay. Which is why it's so large. Yeah. And doesn't make sense that it's so big. (laughs) So the Christmas decorations for that year, I guess, weren't on trend for it to be red and green that they wanted for the movie. Mm -hmm. They were blue and gold was what every store had. And so Uh. they had to buy furniture and then have it reupholstered to be (laughs) red and green for it. And like have the decorations made like for the movie to actually have it be the right color. So, yeah. But anyway, so onto the onto <laughs> the next thing. Um, oh, also, we have moms racing home yes. to their sons
0: for Christmas. Yes. Um, which in both movies, I feel like, uh, well, I'd say the the relations, all the relationships in Deadly Games, I think you really feel like mm-hmm. you know the love in that family. Yes. Um, I'd say you you mostly feel Catherine O'Hara's desperation to get home to kevin and that connection yes as far as the familial love in that family like the siblings are just kind of you know they're there (laughs) yeah which i guess is how you would feel that it's just like well
1: your stupid brother was left you know (laughs) at at home and it's like you want to go to paris and it's just like now it's like a thing so it makes more sense also because it's such a much larger cast yeah to try to keep track of everybody say you're building that one relationship whereas Deadly Games is really five people Mm -hmm. in the whole movie. It's like the mom, the boyfriend, the crazy Santa, the (laughs) grandfather, and Thomas. Yeah. So And the dog. And the (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Well let's let's sort of compare the like booby traps that these kids set up like in each movie and compare them because I feel like maybe it's not even that different. Like, in Deadly Games, there is sort of a more hardcore, I feel like, aspect to, like, the grenade that he <laughs> tries to set oh, up. yeah. And, like, <laughs> the flaming arrow. But also, if the things in Home Alone were done in real life, they would be very deadly booby traps. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, you would die all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, there's, like, the sauna. He traps him in, in the sauna in the yeah. gym and then, like, turns the turns the heat up yeah. while he's in a Santa suit.
0: Yeah, he, like, uh, lures him in there with the walkie-talkie, which is, the, you know, this sort of clever bit uh, there where he has his grandfather talking on the walkie-talkie inside to, like, lure Santa in and then locks him in the sauna. Um, and, uh... There's of course the the planting with the dog <laughs> trapdoor. Yeah <laughs> and then payoff where he uses it with Santa later. Yeah. <laughs> um. Thomas is much
1: cleverer than Kevin. I mean, <laughs> Kevin is still very. Cl- I yeah. couldn't do it. No, they both handle it much better than I would if someone came into came into my home. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, Thomas is
0: very smart. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you you see like the flaming arrow and and uh, with the gasoline, and you think like, oh, that's terrible. But also like Kevin sets you know joe pesci's head on fire like that would be (laughs) just as bad if the tone of the movie was any different yes if it wasn't like this looney tune sort of thing Uh, oh speaking of like the moms in both movies also police in both movies just useless (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i guess they have to be in any sort of you know thriller or you know to keep the plot going yes because otherwise they would just step in (laughs) and yeah
1: arrest the people but I do enjoy that that scene in Home Alone when she calls yes. and they won't go to the house, which I feel like helps with the idea of them him not being able to. Call. You know, I feel like it, it helps you to okay, he doesn't call them as well, which we'll come back to. Yeah. But I, when talking on the phone and the piece of donut sticks to the phone
0: <laughs> and it's just there. I still, so rem- I don't know why that stuck in my memory when I was a kid. I so I always remember that. Donut, God, <laughs> anyway. yeah, and then you're just waiting, and then it eventually falls off. Yeah. But I don't know why it just it really stands out in that scene. uh And then I'd say that both movies sort of have an element of like innocence lost in both, like uh, of the titular, you know, or not titular, but the main characters, our protagonist kids. um With Kevin, he's so sort of, well. It's more sort of a, a very quick maturing that he has to do in order to, to get, take care of himself. Um, and, uh, with poor Thomas, he just ends up a broken shell at the end of the movie because it's a French film and they're, they just want to, Merry Christmas, everything's terrible. (laughs) Also, I mean, this absolutely crazy person, like there is a certain level of like,
1: okay, you have like two like bumbling criminals Mm -hmm. that have broken into your home versus this man (laughs) Is actually playing a game, yeah, and you are trying to fight for your life mm-hmm. and possibly kill him to make yourself safe, yeah. And he does not understand that, <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like it's that he would have to deal with that. But Kevin, yes, he does have to learn how to buy his own groceries, and uh, at the end, he also, you know, learns to appreciate family. Yeah, so a, a positive <laughs> growth. Um, they also both have great music, the music for both of these movies. So for Home Alone, you have like this orchestral music, very kind of like classic-y Christmas by John Williams. Very iconic score. Yes. Um, It was nominated uh, for the Oscar for Best Score and then the song Somewhere in My Memory. Yes, that's it. (laughs) I have it written down. It was nominated for Best Song that year. Yeah. And then, um, so you have like the industrial electro music of yes <laughs> it's so good
0: it's it's so like just it, the music goes so hard for whatever mood the movie is, is playing into at the moment like it's an action scene we're going full yeah. <laughs> action and then you also have the Bonnie Tyler song in the middle um, which I was going to we can talk about now so there's a Bonnie Tyler song the Merry Christmas you hear it on the radio sometimes uh-huh. now that song was made for this movie, yeah. <laughs> it, like it, if you look in the lyrics, they're very specifically oh. about this movie, um, and it's while he's like giving this ritual burial to his dog, and it's like just so it's it's a, it's a sad song, and it is so just melodrama to the nth degree, and uh, <laughs> it's weird because it, it is a very effective scene. Like it, I you know. The dog is dead. It's horrible, but yeah. it also kind of makes me laugh <laughs> because it's just so over the top in the melodrama. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I did not know that, and I had never even heard of this movie before you had suggested yeah. it for this.
0: Uh, well, should we get into the individual movies? Here? Yes,
1: yes. So I have like some stuff I want to talk about from Home Alone, and then I kind of have more trivia than normal. But then we can kind of talk about the movie with the with the trivia. I sure. Guess also. This movie still uh, really holds it like it's a Christmas classic, mm-hmm. and watching it again, it is a Christmas classic for a reason. <laughs> um, I now relate more to the parents, so right? like. <laughs> huh. Like, watching it and that first scene. It's so
0: weird. Like, I'm like, I'm watching this as an adult now and noticing things that did not occur to me at all when I was a kid. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
1: because when you're a kid and it's like, Kevin doesn't want to have to be around all, like, his whole family and he just wants to be by himself. Yeah. And just like play this and he's bored. He's just in this house with these people, and he's bored. He has nothing to do. <laughs> and now it's like the parents are just like, "All right, you need to pick up." You know, it's like, "Oh, you're bored. You have nothing to do. Go pick up your toys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that someone hurt themselves like, by oh my stepping God, on. He's
0: being so annoying. Just like yes, <laughs> let your parents pack. My God, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then they set up nicely the micro machines, like for later. That it's just like, right. "All right, pick up your micro machines," and then later he like delicately is setting everyone out <laughs> for when they're
0: gonna come in. Um. But yes and on on that note too watching it as an adult the one thing that stood out to me is the whole the wet bandits thing i was like you know what i don't care like these marv and and, and him deserve every bad thing that's coming to them because like burgling burglaring fine Burg- burglaring? burgling burgling <laughs> burglarizing burglarizing, burglarizing. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but leaving the water running, yeah. that is thousands of dollars worth of damage. Yeah. That is just beyond no. <laughs> yeah, and just a waste of water, yeah. which we need. So,
1: yeah. No, that's that's terrible. Um, also, I feel like everything in it is still very relatable. Mm-hmm. So, like, being, like, frustrated with your families or the stress of traveling during the holidays, yes. you can still relate to very much. Um, but then you also have in, like, the Christmas idea, like, Kevin learning to appreciate his family, and old man Marley reconciling with his son, you know, to such a sweet moment. Um, and then, like, you know, indulging in food. Well, he does <laughs> not indulge in typical Christmas food, um, but we, you know, all eat a lot of stuff that we maybe normally wouldn't or shouldn't in excess during the holidays. And then we, again, it, well, it's in both movies also, but we get our snowy Christmas. Yeah. So... Yeah, but it's it's great. Um, also, for a movie that was made so long ago, the scam in the movie of Joe Pesci showing up at the houses as a police officer mm-hmm. holds up so much. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like now. Like, if it were the same thing in like a rich white neighborhood and a police officer showed up and be like, hey, I just was like, we're checking because there's been burglaries in the neighborhoods. We Mm -hmm. just wanted to make sure that you're taking all the proper precautions like for the setup. And then you might say, oh, yeah, you know, like we have an alarm or we have this or we have that. And you would just willingly give that information. There's no way to check if he's actually a police officer. It's not like there's some place that you can go and like Google that information. So it's like, yeah, that totally works out. (laughs) And then you just have this information of like what they have. So you can just try to work around whatever security they have in place. Mm -hmm. So that holds up. Uh, something that I do not think holds up. Yeah. With that many kids in the house, you order one cheese pizza. No fucking way. There's no way. (laughs) And that's me being practical. So then, how they forget Kevin, I think, is a positive. I feel like they really set up how they forget Kevin. The power goes out. So it's like they they miss their alarm. You are in everybody kind of rushing around that you forget that he's in the attic. There's so many kids. They have the head count. We count the, the neighbor boy asking all the questions. Yes. <laughs> that annoying kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then like his logic also in thinking that they magically disappeared, that it's just like, oh, the cars are still here. So they didn't go, mm-hmm. not knowing that they were taking vans because why would you need to tell the 10-year-old exactly how you're getting to yeah, the airport? Exactly. That it's just like, okay, you filled in all these holes so it would make it seem. And so he wouldn't think there's anybody to call. He thinks he magically made them disappear. It's like, what do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of uh, another similarity between the two movies, actually, because the uh, Thomas is convinced that the... Uh, you know the the killer is actual santa claus yeah. who was turned into an ogre because he stayed up late and saw him which is something <laughs> his mother told him in order to try to get him to go to bed <laughs> yeah it's kid logic perfect <laughs> yeah. kid logic yeah so he's like just thinks that this is santa the whole time and that he's flown into a rage because he did something wrong by staying up too late yeah it's, horrible but anyway. Which, you know it's what we
1: would all think also yeah if we were like 10 years old mm-hmm. and a man looked like santa and came in through the chimney you're not like oh this is like a crazy person <laughs> who obviously struck a child earlier that day like it's like no this is santa santa is trying to murder me and killed my dog <laughs> um but yes uh something that doesn't hold up why does kevin do the aftershave twice he does it once it's an iconic moment fine
0: he does it again? I he was, doesn't remember? This is this is the thing. I was, uh, as I was watching it this time, I was like, okay, here's the aftershave scene. I'm like, why did this become such a big moment? Did they put it on the poster? Like, was it on the poster from the jump or did they put it on the poster after? And then they do it again in the movie and I was like, oh okay I guess this is why because they just really hammer that joke in they do which I guess was an
1: accident like that's not how that scene was supposed to like play out with his hands on his face while he did it and that's just how it happened and it became like this thing but also this means that Kevin shaved his face and he has no facial hair decided to put aftershave on somehow forgot and then later did it again does it again
0: had all that stubble grow in from the first time. Yeah. He had to do it a second time. I mean, maybe if they didn't have the same joke twice, then it wouldn't be the uh, iconic scene that it is. Okay. <laughs> all right.
1: Um, something I don't like. When the cashier asks him where he lives. Like, I understand maybe mm-hmm. you're, like, a little curious why this young boy is, like, buying groceries all alone. Which would be concerning. Yeah. Um, but it's like, oh, my mom's in the car. Even, I feel like, even at that, it's like, where do you live? No, you cannot ask a boy where he Mm-mm. lives. <laughs> but, I, I mean, so, a woman could ask him that, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. don't,
0: don't do that. This was 1990. People were a little less, uh, aware, I yeah. guess. I get, yeah, you're stranger right.
1: Stranger danger. Um why doesn't Kevin call the police? Which is probably the biggest one. Mm. Um, I understand at first why he doesn't because also the way they've set up the police in the movie. But when you see like Harry in the window while he's hanging the ornament, you know, and then Harry would leave or when um, Marv puts his foot through the door and loses his shoe, um, you wouldn't think that they leave. So you're like, if you call the cops, it's like, what are you going to say? They're not here anymore. Right. And you can't totally identify what they look like. But later, you would think, once you know they're coming back, that you would call the police, but he doesn't.
0: I will say, though, it is weird how little they seem to care that uh, Kevin is home. And they're like, well, we're going to rob the place anyway. And it's like but he can identify you (laughs) like what if you ever get caught then now you have an eyewitness to your your crimes it's true yeah (laughs) they they don't even wear
1: yeah it's just like well one of them wears a beanie but Yeah. yeah we're not uh we're not even covering covering our faces he just really wants that house there's a moment in it and i never knew what he was saying and it's he's like and that's the silver tuna and i never knew what he was saying when he describes the house it's called they call it a silver tuna twice and i never knew that he was saying tuna Okay, what does that mean? Is that a phrase? Is I it? I assume it's just like that's like, like the the one that's the one. It's the one that he wants. Like okay. that's like the big house, like the real prize. <laughs> um, but I never knew that's what because I had never heard of that before. No. And then once I knew that he said that because I turned the captions on, then um, Harry says it or Marv says it again later when they're in like a separate house when he leaves the the water running. He he says it again and it's like. Oh, okay. So silver tuna, I guess, is a, is a thing. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's on Urban Dictionary.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> all right. Wait. What does it say? An object that is better than all the other ones in its category. And then it, it quotes Home Alone. <laughs> all right. So so did they come up with was, that? Or was, did Home it o- exist before Home Alone? I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, and then I think... Kevin does, uh, something that I do think is positive is Kevin, I think, does a really good job in trying to deter them on, like, a small scale also to make it seem like people are home. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, you turn on a light, which I feel like as a kid, it's like, you would think that's a good idea. I'll, I'll turn on a light so you think somebody's home. Mm-hmm. Or you play the TV so it seems like somebody's home. Um, or you're just like, hey, dad, I need your help. You know, like, yeah. that's, you, <laughs> like, those all still hold up. I feel like that's exactly what you yeah. would, would the, still do. And
0: the fake party that he put together.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, which I'm gonna come to that a little bit later. Which <laughs> yeah. like, is a great idea, but it's like only Kevin could do that mm-hmm. and why so many mannequins? But we're gonna come <laughs> back. And then um so in the like Is It Retro or Is It Canadian episode, right? I had asked you in the game about crunch taters and then like while this it's like a like a you know, chips. Mm-hmm. So he's like sitting there eating that giant sundae and there's just a bag of crunch taters <laughs> like sitting right behind him. So that was a hmm. a funny thing that was there. Um, and then the last thing before I get to my trivia is that so John Candy, when he's trying to make Catherine O'Hara feel better about leaving her child alone, right. just listening to that section again about the funeral home was so funny. So she asks, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child home? He's like, no, I did leave one at a funeral parlor once. It was terrible too, you know? I was all distraught. The wife and I left the little tyke there in the funeral parlor all day. All day. You know, we went back at night when we came to our senses. And there he was. Apparently he was there alone all day with a corpse. He was okay, you know. After six, seven weeks, he came around and started talking again. He's okay. Kids are resilient. And she's like, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. And he's like, you brought it up. I was just trying to cheer you up. Like... And I was talking about how, like, he improved. For that. And he just made scale for the day. It was like a 23 hour day. Oh, really? But just as like a favor. Like for, <laughs> so, yeah. So, those are the things I wanted to mention. And then like the trivia, just because it was such a popular movie, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, different trivia things for it. And so, I guess Joe Pesci deliberately avoided talking to Macaulay Culkin on set um, because he wanted Culkin to think that he was mean. Which I think is probably a good tactic, like for a kid to be more intimidated by you to stay away from him. Yeah. Um, uh, Catherine O'Hara revealed in 2014 that Macaulay Culkin still calls her mom. Oh, like, that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, and then I guess Macaulay Culkin also drew his, his map, like, for his character when he, like, scrolls out mm-hmm. the, the map and stuff like that. And he drew that. Oh. Um, Daniel Stern wore rubber feet for the barefoot f- scenes, which I guess is what Bruce Willis did as John McClane in Die Hard. Oh. Um. Probably because, you know, he had to walk like John McClane did. But so for the scenes outside because it's so cold that his feet would just be freezing walking on the snow and the pavement and stuff like that that he had fake feet to go over his actual feet <laughs> while he's walking around outside. Um, And then in the scene where Kevin walks past the driveway and Harry and Marv are driving down and they almost hit him with the car and there's like the close-up of hit the car almost hitting him. Mm-hmm. I guess they, did, they filmed that scene like in reverse. So they filmed mm-hmm. it and they played it in reverse so that it would seem like the car stopped right in front of him and right. not because they were actually driving a car, you know, like inches from Macaulay Culkin's face. <laughs> um, the Nero's pizza chain featured in the movie has a slogan, no fiddling around, and that's a reference to the Roman Emperor Nero who reportedly played the fiddle as Rome burned in oh. 64 AD. Um, and then we talked about uh, the decor of the movie because I wrote that down, um, <laughs> like the, the red and green. Yeah. But... Um, so when Kevin is with his family, I guess they use warm tones in the film. And then when Kevin's not with them and they're in in Paris and stuff like that, they use cool tones for the film. Yeah. Which is an interesting choice to kind of get across, you know, wanting to make It could be feel together. more
0: like France. <laughs> France is in cool tones. Yes, yeah. And then also
1: you want everybody to <laughs> yeah. be together. It feels more homey. And so, okay, and then the mannequins... So they were originally supposed to come to life in the basement. I'm assuming, like, the furnace, that it's, like, the child's, you know, like, perception of, like, scariness and stuff like that. Um, And then they ended up cutting the scene, and so they had the mannequins, and then they put them in that scene. But that's where they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be there. But also, um, Kate, Catherine O'Hara, they put a sewing machine in her bedroom, so the idea is that (laughs) she likes to sew. But Mm -hmm. also
0: a lot of mannequins (laughs) I was trying to well okay so one of in fairness one of them is just a cutout which you can assume is from like of like Michael Jordan or something which you can assume assume is from the teenager's room one is not an actual mannequin but is a dress form okay which which plays with the the, but then I think the rest are all mannequins yeah (laughs) because really you only need one like the dress form is all you need yeah (laughs) unless she like had a store that she closed or something like that I don't know why you would have that many mannequins. I don't either. <laughs> it's not like I'm making clothes
1: for my kids. They're way too big. So I can't explain that one to you. A lot of mannequins
0: for uh, for one person. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Okay. All right. You want to talk about Deadly Games more?
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, all, right. all right. Well, I'm going to start off with the quote that we begin the movie with, <laughs> uh, which is, all children believe in magic and cease to do so only when they grow up, except those who have been too disappointed by reality to expect any reward from it. Which I feel like is a very heavy quote to start your movie on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's there and then it's gone and you're like still trying to figure out what it means <laughs> when, the, when the movie starts. And it starts, by the way, with a song that is simultaneously is and is not eye of the tiger um but like a christmas version <laughs> it's like you could kind of tell that they had eye of the tiger there as a temp track probably and then went to somebody and was we like can you do this but like a christmas, christmas. song yeah. yeah this but christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> um as we see thomas like gearing up to play action uh hero with his dog basically um Oh, so I want to talk about the Minitel, which is uh, how he urgently contacts, and that's where the the original title 3615 Code Code uh came from, uh, because this was like a uh, like really successful online service sort of prior to the World Wide Web, and they had like you know the public terminals, I guess, in France, okay, maybe, maybe elsewhere. I was America, hoping too. that you'd be able to explain this. us yes. like, what <laughs> is this? Yeah. So. I, what what's really interesting is that this feels like a, a probably one of the earliest versions like of a, a cautionary tale about like stranger danger online <laughs> because this movie came out in 1989 yeah i feel like we didn't start to see that at least in america until like mid 90s probably like the net's the first one that i can think of um yeah and then there were like some horror movies i feel like in like the late 90s to early 2000s um that sort of did that whole thing. Yeah, such an early version of it, and, like, it's, you know, it still works, I feel like. Like, you, you know, contacting, like, some stranger on, on the internet, this kid does, because his parents are, aren't watching his online activity. Yeah. <laughs> and he accidentally uh, contacts this uh, creep who just, just decides to show up to his house. Uh <laughs> Well, what works about the movie for me is it, like, you have these really high stakes, like, the the dog dies immediately as soon as this guy shows up to his house, and so the kid knows, like, something is wrong. Yes. Um, yeah. And that this is, like, life or death. But, you know, you probably aren't going to buy that this movie is going to kill this kid. So I think it was really smart of them to have the grandfather there as well, because, like, He's just, he's basically the damsel in distress yes, for this whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're kind of just, you spend the whole movie worried that he's not going to make
1: it. Yeah. No, he he definitely could have killed the grandfather. Especially because the grandfather is also half-blind. I wrote down, because like when the kid is messing around at the beginning, mm-hmm. he's like, I caught this half-blind diabetic person, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's his grandfather. And so it's just like, okay, so the whole movie you have this elderly man who cannot see. Yeah. While this crazy person, who could not cut it as Santa, by the way, like, (laughs) outside of the fact that he is crazy and kills the dog later, this little girl points out that he is not the real Santa, and then he just hits her. He slaps her, yeah. Yeah. So he is then fired, but it's like, if you can't cut it as hearing from a child that you are not the real Santa, as what essentially is like a mall Santa, you're not making it in the Santa business. (laughs) You're not at all. But then he goes on to to kill a dog right after that, so...
0: There's you'd never quite really know like what this guy's deal is like he seems like he's very childlike he you know kind of seems like he thinks they're playing a game the whole time, but on the other hand he's extremely violent and he will just turn on a dime and murder people so it's like uh it makes a, a for a very scary villain I think <laughs> it really does, and i I feel like also because it's not strictly
1: that he is like out to murder like clearly it's like no he wants to play it's like there's all the the kids playing like doing the snowball fight at the beginning yeah and while he's an adult and they're all children he wants to be a part of it and then are you going to talk about the part
0: like it where he gets caught Yeah. so we can go yeah go into that when he we finally like near the end of the movie he catches uh thomas and it's holding a knife to his throat and then he says i win you lose now i hide and you seek okay (laughs) no cheating (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and lets him go. Yeah. and that's just a whole new level of like, oh, so your goal isn't to kill this kid. You yeah. think that this is fun, that this actually is a deadly game, you think you're playing a game, and yeah. it's like, now we're just gonna switch it around, your turn, yeah. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, you're like, but he still might kill the grandfather, or, you know, his friend when his friend stopped by, or, or whoever, like... Just because he's playing doesn't mean he's not also still willing to kill people. No. No. I feel like it would just be like, oh, you
1: do one more round and he could just kill you. He could kill you at any at any time. I was so glad the friend got away. Yes, by the way. I know. In our, in our like, <laughs> Christmas tree farm, like, maze. Sort of like the
0: shining in the snow, but it's all Christmas trees <laughs> situation. I know. It's so, like, it's a tense scene, too. He's, like, riding on a... On a bike, but in the snow, and so it's like, he can't get good traction, and there's an adult that's chasing after him, you know? Yeah,
1: and also, like, uh, a woman running and, like, twisting her ankle, he's, like, riding the bike and then (laughs) falls down for no reason.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yes, there's some really, like, just heartbreaking scenes too that just like hammer home like this is a child like he's like yes he he has the moments of like you know suiting up and like i'm I'm gonna you know defend uh my house oh what is that in that line oh he says this is my home and you'll be sorry you ever came you killed my dog and even though you're santa claus i swear you're gonna be scared <laughs> 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 this movie is like home alone meets john wick meets like I don't know, Black Christmas, or some sort of slasher movie. (laughs) Um, But then you also have the scene where he's, like, out on the ledge, like, for real. We see him, like, fake being out on the ledge at the beginning of the movie, and then he's, like, out on the ledge for real. And he just starts crying for his mom, or, like, when he... He gets the upper hand on Santa and he has the gun, and he he like, needs to shoot him, yeah. and he like can't do it because it's Santa Claus. Yeah,
1: he's a child yeah. who's not just <laughs> willing to just fire a gun and just shoot Santa
0: It's so sad, <laughs> and it, like it's it's also a super entertaining movie, I think, and I recommend it, but just be prepared for uh, you know even even though you know uh, the the he wins in the end and, and Santa dies. Thanks to Grandpa, yay! Oh yeah, old men saving the day at the end as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's very clear, like no, and now this child is traumatized for life.
1: Oh yeah, it does not. It's not like a happy note. It's still no. sad,
0: even though
1: our main good people do not die and the bad guy uh, gets shot. But still, yes, it's it's just sort of the, all right, well, now he's dead, and now we're just all very sad. Yeah. I guess, really, that that's over, but, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> we're all dealing with that now. Uh, anyway, and, uh, well, let's talk about, okay, so this movie came out uh, in 1989, and it was apparently screened at Cannes that year, which oh. was a full 18 months before Home Alone came out. Okay, So, <laughs> uh, there... Has been, yeah, I guess, talk about whether or not John Hughes was inspired by this movie uh, ever since Home Alone did come out. Uh, the director of Deadly Games said that he considered suing 20th Century Fox for plagiarism, oh. but ultimately decided not to because he didn't want to close the door on ever working for them. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, and in an uh, in interview, John Hughes was once asked about this movie, and t- he was apparently a, a bit defensive about <laughs> maybe just because he Heard it so many times at that point, but yeah. he was very dismissive of this movie and like, well, it doesn't sound that original to me, or something like that. Um, so who knows? Um, and uh, yeah, just a few other little uh, trivia things. The kid uh, actor, who I think is very good in this movie, oh yeah, is actually the son of the director. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so nepotism working out in that <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> in this movie, I think. Yeah. Great. Uh, and Santa does a lot of uh, voice work in France, doing uh, dubbing voices for uh, actors like Michael Douglas. Oh. And I got most of that information from Joe Bob Briggs, so if any of it's wrong, take it up with him.
1: <laughs> you know what? At the time, yeah. if he were like in movies, I feel like he'd probably get cast for the French versions of like Michael Douglas yeah. roles. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. From the way that he looks. It's like yeah. for most of the movie, he's like sprayed himself so that his hair is all white and stuff like that. But other than that, like he's a brunette. And I feel like, yeah, he could play Michael Douglas roles. Just yeah. the inference. <laughs> all right. Uh, should we talk about food? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I have bought the ingredients, but I have not made... So I, since I made pizza for scare Me, I wasn't gonna make pizza for this. Mm. But since he makes that giant sundae for himself with right. like the marshmallows and the chocolate sauce and everything, um, and then do you remember when we made the little um, Halloween gingerbread mug toppers? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, oh, I'll make a sundae and then I'll just do like sugar cookie mug toppers to look like the Home Alone house, like to have the little oh, house yeah. on
0: on the <laughs> Home Alone sundae. So Perfect. I'm hoping to make that tomorrow. <laughs> Um, not a lot of food in deadly games but there are they are having croissants for breakfast uh, before everything starts going wrong <laughs> and it's such a French food so you can make croissants I also thought if you wanted something a bit more festive to go with the mood then you could maybe make like a Santa hat cronut with uh, maybe like raspberry jam inside something oh, yeah. bloody looking yeah. inside yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds delicious It sounds delicious it would yeah. be a lot of work but we'll see. <laughs>
1: You know what, though? The kids really put in the work in this movie as well, so it's
0: appropriate. Um,
1: All right, and then I was going to ask you about the pranks. Now, a lot of pranks in both movies. Mm. Um, The one that you would want to deal with, like the best, like if you had to pick one to happen to you, what you would pick. And then the the one you'd want the least, like the, (laughs) the last one that you would pick. Uh, oh god you probably know the one that i would pick the least even though i mean yes. <laughs> prank, but still and it's probably the first one everybody else would pick honestly
0: well no i'll choose one that's i feel like is is even less because i have a you know i don't have a super big problem with spiders like you do but i'd probably choose like slipping on the marbles or something like okay. that or, or the whatever they are the micro machines the micro machines yeah. <laughs> instead like i can fall down that's fine i do it all the time um <laughs> as far as one i wouldn't want to have done oh god <laughs> too many uh geez i guess stepping on the nail there's just something so yeah <laughs> yeah I and i that. i have done that in my life i've stepped on a nail before hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i wouldn't want to do it again no
1: no and mine wasn't even that bad like it just like, yeah. it did not go very far into my foot I jumped off a conveyor belt in like jellies and oh, then no. the nail went through obviously it's a jelly so it went yeah. right through the, the shoe um But yeah, the hot iron to the face would also be be really bad. Oof. Um, But yes, the one I would want the least is when he puts the spider on his face. And I feel like a lot of people would pick it, because as soon as the spider's off your face, no harm done. It's not like your head is set on (laughs) fire or anything like that. But I I would never recover. Yeah, I would never recover from that.
0: It would be terrible. I will also say, uh, there's another movie that I, I guess could go with these two called Better Watch Out, I believe. I watched it like last year, but in it there's like a psychopathic kid who wants to see if uh, the paint can thing uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would just knock somebody back like it does in this movie and at least according to that movie No, it would kill a person. (laughs) Their head would explode. That makes sense. (laughs) So that would also be I don't want that (laughs) A very heavy paint can and then also
1: on stairs. Yeah, that's a tough one (laughs) Um, the BB gun wouldn't be so bad probably being shot by a BB gun right and then Really, I'm wondering how bad it would be to be in the sauna in the Santa suit. Yeah. Because he's not in there for, like, a long time. He hasn't.
0: He manages to escape after yes. a few minutes. So it's
1: like, okay, so maybe I could just get a good steam. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my pick. I'll take the steam. <laughs> never the spider on my face. Yeah. Um. All right okay well grace do you want to tell people where they can find us and what the theme for the next episode is
0: yes so you can find us uh on instagram at movie underscore matchup uh, or at sugarednerd.com and uh tune in for the next episode where the theme will be revenge gone wrong and as always keep the change you filthy animal (laughs)